Welcome to the Rhythms Podcast. My name's Hannah. And my name's Chris. This is a podcast about exploring the rhythms, patterns, and habits that bring joy and add richness to our everyday lives. From daily habits to embracing the changing seasons, it's not about mindless routines, but patterns with purpose. It's about making something special out of something ordinary. If you're someone who wants to move beyond just being more efficient or productive and instead find ways to infuse your days with small, familiar moments that matter, then you've found two new friends with the same goal. Every episode, listen in as we share a reflection on the role of rhythms in our lives. Join our conversation as we unpack this idea further and then spend a moment with us considering how that rhythm could shape or add richness to our lives today. This is episode 12, Elections and Other Disappointments. It's the height of election season here in New Zealand. By the time this episode drops, we'll be about a week out from voting day, and the clusters of election signs, adverts and posturing will be at its absolute peak. Each sign represents a whole set of policies and promises. Everyone's got a different colour, a different style, a different suit. But to me, they're all pretty disappointing. I don't think it would be a stretch to say I'm not alone in that disappointment. Policy or personality issues of election players aside, I think it's really disappointing to see the rise of team sport politics and the voting against something rather than for something. I feel like I've lost sight of what the greater good is, what's important, and who's the right choice to govern. It got me thinking about disappointment and dissatisfaction. Elections aren't the only place where we're going to experience disappointment. It's a natural rhythm of life, one that's generally an ebb rather than a flow. Elections have been a timely reminder of a few immutable facts about disappointment. Number one, disappointment can be a valid and expected agent of change. When society hits a boiling point, it boils over. When we're comfortable, it's an indication that we have a lack of interest in the circumstances of our own existence. We lose that sense of urgency which moves us to where we want to go. Where we have seen massive social changes when people have lived in a state of disappointment, of dissatisfaction. Maybe they're missing something. Maybe they've been denied something. Maybe they've felt wronged by something. Whatever it is, they were disappointed with the status quo and felt moved to change it. Whatever the circumstance, disappointment mobilizes people to move from A to B when the discomfort grows too great. Which leads me to number two. Disappointment means we experience discomfort. If you want to become a runner, you are going to be uncomfortable. I'm experiencing this firsthand as I've dusted off my old running shoes to reignite my running rhythm. The truth is, the couch is far more comfortable, but I'm not going to reach my fitness goals on the couch. To get to where I need to go, 
I need to make myself uncomfortable. Building rhythms is like building new muscle. You have to go past the point of tension to build and re-solidify. That's only achievable through that point in the run where my lungs are on fire and all I can think about is stopping. It means pushing through that discomfort. Because when we're disappointed enough and when we get uncomfortable enough, we grow. Sometimes it's really helpful to be comfortable, to gain a sense of safety and security in the world around us, to know our place and to feel a sense of control over our circumstances. I wonder though if that's why disappointment puts us off kilter. It takes away some of the control we have over those situations. Outside of my single vote, I don't really have control over the election, nor do I have my ideal pick of a party or a politician. Still, my disappointment has led me to question what I do find important. Why am I so disappointed by the election this time? What policies do I find important? My disappointment is leading to action, moving me to where I want to go. It's giving me stamina, endurance and grit for when things don't meet my expectations or when I don't get what I really want. Disappointment is helping me to grow. Through rhythms, we gain back some of that control that will inevitably ebb away as life moves around us. So what can you learn from disappointment? And what rhythms can you establish to make the most of your discomfort? Well, Hannah, right now I am a living example of discomfort. I just (laughs) went for a run and I am pretty naked. I'm pretty tired. My lungs were burning. My feet were on fire. My muscles are aching. Um, I hopefully have kept my form well, but, you know, doing a run and any sort of physical activity, really, if you, you haven't done activity for a long time, it's actually quite difficult. I know, yeah. It hurts. This must be the hardest part as well, right? Like just starting out. Yeah, dusting it back off. Like I've dropped enough weight now that I felt like it was time to see if it helped me actually move Mm -hmm. properly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because I don't think like dragging an extra 20 kilos around it makes it easier to go for a run. Yes, your joints must be feeling a bit better now. They are, yeah. A little bit springier. (laughs) And I did did a 28 minute run. Oh wow! Um, around my yeah, around my block, and I didn't think I'd be able to make the whole loop. So my initial goal was only the first half of the loop, and then I was gonna walk the second half and listen to my audiobook. I even like had it lined up, mm-hmm. but I got around the end of the first part, and I was like, you know what? I'll just push a little further and see if I can go. And I just kept doing that for the next fifteen minutes, and like it hurt like heck, but. You know, I got here and now I don't have any excuses because I know that I can make it. So I I can't slack off the next time. Oh, so good. So Mm. good. Yeah. 
Well, Chris, I think that you are someone who I know can be like so disciplined. This is a very good example of that. You are mm. also someone who likes to take risks <laughs> and oh, yeah. take on controversial things. And I what are you what are you referring to, Hannah? <laughs> I I did feel a little bit nervous when you proposed the topic for this episode. Yeah. But I love, I think what what you've um, brought to the table is a really, really helpful thing, which isn't going to upset anyone, but it's going to help us have a good uh, conversation. We will be talking about the P word though, which, and we, when we were prepping, we were talking about how, how sad it is that the discourse around politics, there it is, I said it, (laughs) politics has become so tender and so inflamed and almost like Tinder that it's hard to even talk about it openly. It's almost like our money episode, eh? Mm, like yes. everyone just gets really on edge and you wonder, oh, are they going to come out and be like a ultra right wing conservative or are they going to be like a total lefty, you know, environmentalist liberal? So I, I just wanted to put it out there that we're going to be using politics as a framing tool. We're not going to be talking about who to vote for. As I said in the reflection, we're right at the peak of election season. There are plenty of election posters that have blown over. My early vote pack just arrived this evening, actually. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And here's your, actually, here's your reminder. You have one more week to vote when this episode comes out. So remember to vote, but we're going to talk about politics as a framing device. So we're not necessarily going to talk about who to vote for or who we like or dislike, but we just like got to put it out there that it's okay to talk about stuff like that's so important. You know, it's so important to talk about the issues that affect your country uh, and be involved in civil discourse. I think when you were talking earlier about like people being worried that you're going to come out as whatever, whatever, I think what we're worried is that the people that we like are going to have a different opinion to us. But but what I am like having to like remind myself of and like train myself into is it's okay to have conversations with people who think differently to you. I do yeah. all the time. Yeah. It's not always obvious. But, you know, I'll be thinking completely different to people every day who I'm encountering. It makes us better people too because you don't grow as a person if you don't absorb ideas that are different to your own. Mm-hmm. It's just simple, you know. And so that's a great way to grow yourself and your own thinking is to actually absorb what other people think. And, and don't bubble yourself. I think as well, like, what that's making me think about as well, though, is, like, maybe we avoid it sometimes because we're, like, a bit worried, even that it will reveal, like, some differences in our thinking. Like, I'm wondering, am I worried I'm going to be disappointed in that conversation, that I think about something or prioritise something so differently to someone? But what you're talking about there is, like, having conversations who with people who think differently to us actually helps us grow. Like, actually... That fits really well mm-hmm. with what your reflection's about as well. Yeah, because like I will say this, I I have been disappointed. I, I feel like I have been forced into a situation where I'm not actually voting for anyone who I am passionately like, yeah, I'm behind 100% of your policies. I don't think any political party would ever do that. But it is still frustrating and disappointing when maybe you don't see yourself represented well in lots of the parties or that politics has become such a team sport that, you know, even talking about it in the wrong part of the stadium will, you know, out you as a <laughs> insert 
political party supporter here. So it, it has been disappointing in a sense, and and also opposition politics. So rather than standing for a policy that you, that your party believes in, you you knock down another party rather than offer a solution. And and also what we've talked about the the discourse around politics being so inflamed and and tender is quite disappointing to me. And it is good to. Um, have those little triggers in your life because then they allow us to examine why we feel that way. Hmm. And so I thought I'd pull it that well, like, why do I feel disappointed? Why do I feel like I can't express myself in my civic voting duty? And I think it's around some of what we've touched on already. It makes us really uncomfortable. Hmm. Hmm. When we put in those situations where it's like, gets around to the hairy political topics, it makes us uncomfortable. And I think discomfort as a consequence of being disappointed in something or upset or frustrated or unable to affect change turns into discomfort, which can either turn into something destructive or something really constructive. Mm-hmm. Actually, this can be really helpful. Even if people don't necessarily feel like you do about, you know, their options and who they want to vote for I think that there is sort of this general sense of like dissatisfaction and disappointment at the time like probably across the world because so Mm. many um, parts of the world are experiencing cost of living crisis and people are Mm. just like uncomfortable and dissatisfied with how things are so then when an election comes up we think right something's got to change so here we go and we potentially make a choice that we believe is going to move us from this place of disappointment and dissatisfaction so that can be a really good thing that like dissatisfaction drives us to something new it can drive us to change it's not just politics eh? but but elections and and politics are the time where all of those dissatisfied people and dissatisfied communities coalesce and they come together and that's where it sort of comes to a boil and where we've seen it in New Zealand there's been so much civic unrest and people are really frustrated I think around their circumstances you know there's housing is really expensive in New Zealand still even though they've tapered off in terms of prices, but still really out of reach for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Grocery prices are really high. It's all that stuff. Um, Petrol prices. Yeah, I was talking to someone who was like almost in tears after they'd filled up their car recently. Yeah, and that's like, I know it sounds silly, but that's so hard. You know, like a whole chunk of your money is just going into your gas tank of course people are dissatisfied and it coalesces around this time and which is why i think we've seen some of that discomfort but we can turn some of that not all of it but some of it into something positive so that's why my mind wandered to running because i had this great image of you know like how a muscle do you know how muscle is trained tell me so what you do is you push the muscle just beyond its point of failure. Okay. And what the muscle actually does is they, they get what's called micro tears. So the muscle actually tears a little bit mm-hmm. because it's pushed beyond its capacity. Right. And then what happens is when you rest after that, the muscle heals itself slightly stronger. Right. And then you wow. repeat that process and you increase that limit and your muscle gets stronger over time, slowly, mm-hmm. but it has to be pushed past that point of failure or point of like greatest tension in order to be re- rebuilt 
better. Mm. And I thought that's a great metaphor. Like you take it one step at a time, you live in that discomfort and it makes you slightly stronger. It makes you slightly more resilient, slightly more gritty as you go. And it helps you deal with some of that discomfort. Mm-hmm. It could be anything. I know disappointment and discomfort is such a wide catch-all term. So apply it where you're seeing it in your mind already. That's what helps you grow. That's what helps you change and develop is that if you're comfortable, like to be honest, I'd rather be sitting on my couch. <laughs> yeah. But we've talked about this idea of rhythms get you where you need to go and discomfort and dissatisfaction with the current, the status quo means not being comfortable mm-hmm. sometimes. Like, I can't go for a run on my couch. I have to get up. I have to put my shoes on. I have to go outside. I have to stress my legs and my lungs slightly beyond the point of greatest tension in order to see that result. And I believe that that can only happen in discomfort. And I think the initiating factor is that, you know, I'm disappointed in my current level of fitness. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to be better. What? couldn't turn this from just like a new habit into a rhythm is that you start to put in those other blocks that make it up which bring some of that joy, enjoyment or delight to it so I'm wondering if you listened to music or I mean when I go for a run or a walk I always listen to music that like I really enjoy but that energizes me mm-hmm. or I choose a time of day when it's really beautiful or I love the temperature of that time of day whatever I think it's those start those sorts of things that start to shift things from habits to rhythms. And that's when we do the thing that helps us grow and enjoy growing. <laughs> to yeah, a I'm going to be honest. It's it's uh, incredibly difficult to see beauty when you're like struggling to breathe. Yeah. And you're like, I just want to stop. But I like we talked about beauty in the last episode and it, it, you find it in different ways, right? And I think when we're stressed is when we show the best parts of ourselves when we're up against the wall we've got no other choices or we're really needing to rely on our on that inner grit you know that sandpaper inside of us that like keeps us going that's where we see a lot of the best of people actually this reminds me i've been watching this show called alone mm-hmm. i don't know if I, have i recommended it to you alone have you seen it I don't know if you've recommended it to me on this podcast, but yes, I do. Because my dad yeah. also watches it. So I know. Oh, I've yeah, now had yeah, two that's people why, say, yeah. we love this show. Yeah. So if you want to see that in action, watch alone. It's incredible. They take these 10 survivalists, different experience experiences of surviving in the wilderness, and they drop them into these crazy locations all by themselves hence the name, alone. And they have 10 items. And basically, the last one to stay out there, the the one that stays out there the longest, wins the prize money. Mm -hmm. And they drop them off in some ridiculous locations. The one I just finished was in the Arctic. Oh my goodness. (laughs) With 10 items on their their back. They also have to film it themselves, by the way. So they have all the camera gear. And you see, in the first 10 days, it's not so bad, right? They've, they've got their shelter, they've got their food, they've figured out their food sources or their water or whatever. But it's in that like day 25, day 30, day 45, day 50 stretch where you start to see their resilience mm-hmm. and like lack of, and you start to see what that discomfort can do to a person. And I think there's a real beauty in that. It's that kind of childbirth like beauty where it's actually like physically painful and tough but there's a transcendent sort of beauty around it i think and this is a big call but 
maybe we're missing some of that nowadays. Maybe we're missing some of that grit, some of that stamina. And I think rhythms are a good way of challenging ourselves to go out of our comfort zones. So maybe the next time I'm running and trying to establish, you know, how how is this a rhythm? Firstly, I, I, there is a particular genre of music that I like to listen to because mm-hmm. it's very rhythmic, ironically. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it, it helps me like get my pace. Yes. So that's one building block. Again, I'm not like, wow, this is a magical, beautiful Disney moment of running. I'm like, I probably, <laughs> when I pass people, I'm probably just a hulking, <laughs> slobbering mess. <laughs> But we admire you for it, Chris. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's good for me. And that's the thing. Yeah, so putting building blocks in so that this is a rhythm that I will look back in in a year's time and be really grateful and I'll see the beauty of my progress as well. I want to like just jump back a little bit to what you're talking about because I think, yes, that's definitely true that for a group of people, when they come under stress or strain, their best self or best characteristics come to the forefront. I am not one of those people. I've said to you before, I am my best self on a day off. Yeah. Like I am totally the best Hannah on a day off. And I think Mm -hmm. that's because on a day off, I am at peace. And I think that for me, that is why rhythms are so important for me in times of stress and strain, because they help me find like a sense of peace. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that is like, that's really helpful for me to know that this is something actually that I'm going to talk about in the next episode, that when we come under times of stress and strain, we do need those rhythms that can help us like breathing, that we are returning to the things that bring us joy and bring us life and are going to keep us going. And because it's a rhythm, it's built into our life already, like breathing is built into our biology. And so when I think about what rhythms do I need to bring into my life, those will often be sparked by disappointment or dissatisfaction. Like an example is of one I've talked about before is that often I'm really dissatisfied at the end of my day because I'm lying in bed having intended to go to bed an hour ago and I'm lying there just like scrolling on my phone, which feels so good in the moment. And then when I look and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's been 50 minutes. I feel extremely dissatisfied with how I've used that time. And so I talked about this in a previous episode of I was going to move where I charged my phone. I've done it, guys. And my whole evening rhythm has changed. I now spend about an hour every night reading. And then in the morning when I wake up early, sometimes I spend an hour in the morning when I'm still in bed reading. And I love it. Wow. Very satisfying. And because of a simple change of moving a phone, born out of what? Dissatisfaction and disappointment. Yeah. That's quite common. I think a lot of people are choosing to put their devices actually physically out of the way. Mm. Well, I think what's good as well about a day off is I don't have them that often, right? Like, and when I'm thinking of I'm the best channel day off, it's when I have a day off and I'm the only one in my house. <laughs> so that happens, like, if I'm lucky, that happens once a month, you know? Mm-hmm. And I and it is a rhythm now because I will always have it once a month. I Hopefully no one else is home on that day because I work one Saturday a month. So I know I've always got that coming up. That helps me when I'm feeling like, oh, my gosh, my work is, like, so overwhelming. I'm like, but next Friday... I'm going to have the day off or whatever it is. And, or next Friday, I'm going to get to go for that really giant long walk outside because I've got the day off because I have to work on Saturday. And so that helps me when I'm in the thick of it. But then it also helps me when I'm experiencing it on the actual day off 
because I'm getting all those things that I need, which is like space, quiet, recharging time. But yeah, I don't think everyone is like that. But for me, like to be peaceful, I have to be like experiencing peace and slowness and quiet. And if I don't intentionally go after those, they won't be evident in my life. I think you'll struggle to find someone who disagrees with you that having a day off from work is a bad thing. <laughs> yes. But do you think that we need moments of stress and discomfort then? If you can grow and be a better version of yourself in quiet and peaceful moments, how would you deal with stressful moments if you've got no, in a sense, training for it? Well, this is where, I mean, this is what I'm going to talk about, hopefully in the next episode, Yeah, is that is when I do need my rhythms to like kick in because that's going to steady me because I don't have this inner strength that like enables to me to be the best Hannah in the moment. So I need something that's going to steady me because the rhythm holds me when I can't hold myself. The rhythm steadies me when I feel shaken. And I guess a lot of people, myself, like I sound like a hardened boxer or something who knows exactly what he's doing, but I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I think a lot of people might be like me where I'm trying to figure out everything a day at a time almost. Mm -hmm. And so I, I do... I do all right under stress and under pressure, but there are times when I just have no clue what I'm doing and it's like there's no manual for some things in life, mm. right? I just wonder if in those times that's where that the rhythm kicks in. That's probably what you're saying, right, is that you might not have the answer to your specific problem or specific stressful situation, but if you've got something to be a balm for your like wound, something that can like help you through it, at least it's there for you. And potentially even like reminds you who you are or just gives you that moment of peace. Like I think we've talked before about like if you have a stressful meeting, maybe it's a regular meeting that you find really difficult. Being able to like have a rhythm around it of like, I always go for a walk and get a coffee afterwards because it just gives mm. me the space before I have to jump back in and be around my colleagues again or go and start that project again or whatever it is, having something that's going to help you recover. And I suppose even like if we go to the running thing is like often when you come back from a run, you need to like drink a lot of water and it's because your body's yeah. like missing, you've used up something. And that's how I feel sometimes in a meeting is I've used up a lot of energy or whatever it is. And so I need to bring some of that back. And it, it's not the coffee, <laughs> but it's the like, calm the peace or the space or the fresh mm. air or something that just gives yeah. me back something that I've used up and I think as well you were asking about like stress and pressure and I wonder as well if there's a difference between those two because I definitely do well under pressure like I'm that person who when I was at uni I wrote all of my assignments the day before they were due <laughs> like I just scheduled it. <laughs> I, You're better than Vanessa. She she has told me that she has written assignments the day of. Chris, the due Chris, date. I'm witness. I often would drive her to drop off the assignments. I would drop her house, and she was writing it. That's ridiculous. And then I would take her to go and drop it off. Most of the she's time, she's incredible under pressure. I remember a lot of the time she had not read the book she was writing an assignment about. <laughs> Where she? People must know so much about her now. From the show. <laughs> I hope she does. We should have her on as a guest. Yes, we should. We should. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I definitely think that I can do well under pressure. Like, and that's actually mm. a bit of a comfort zone for me. I find sometimes I can find it hard to be motivated when there's not a little bit of pressure on. But when I move from being under a bit of pressure to then being stressed, mm. that's not a helpful place for me to be. If I'm feeling stressed, 
Yeah, because stress and pressure are two different things, I think. And pressure is good for growing under. But uh, like, what do you think? Do you think stress is can be a helpful environment sometimes? I think. Does it depend what kind of stress? I think it can be. And I think different people just react different ways. Like for some people that is an ideal, like learning growth environment. Mm. But I think stress can bring trauma mm. and that's different to like a healthy level of strain yeah, maybe. whether whether self-inflicted or at like not you know whether we we place ourselves into situations where we've just piled on too many things and we're just buried under stress or if it's applied to us and even thinking about like our current climate there are some people who mm. are like under pressure because of how things are right now. And so they're dissatisfied and disappointed looking for something new. And yeah. for some people, if we have a change now as a result of the election, that's going to be a really great thing, you know? Um, mm. But there's other people who are like really under stress right now. And I wouldn't, they wouldn't say that this is a helpful thing, you know? Even if whoever it is they want to see um, win the election wins it. There are, people, there are some people who are under so much stress right now. That it doesn't even matter, hey. Yeah. That, like their the, their their hole is so deep that you know you could elect a unicorn who could grant magic wishes and they wouldn't care yeah. because the, the, the situation is difficult. And I understand that. Um, and I think I alluded it to it as that dissatisfaction leading to discomfort can be this sort of coalescing boiling point sort of thing and maybe that's why we see so much conflict because that dissatisfaction is 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 vented off into these explosive conflicts Mm. we've seen that in new zealand we've had massive amounts of like increase in protesting we had a big occupation on our parliament which was just so surreal to see Mm -hmm. like in our backyard Mm. And I think that you're right. That's a result of probably a lot of different things, but people being placed, you know, through COVID under stressful, like a lockdown situation. Maybe they were trapped in an environment that they wouldn't have wanted to be in and forced to stay there. People have lost jobs and livelihoods and things like that. So, yeah, I, I think I hear what you're saying. I just I want to always emphasize that we're trying to find the best parts of bad situations and not trying to like promote that you should be throwing yourself into like, you need to go and be super stressed because that's going to make you grow. It's going to make you a better CEO of your company. Um, (laughs) Not always for some, for some, for sure, but not always and not always to the, the, the betterment of your health and well-being. I think as well, um, another thing that I, liked that you talked about was that our disappointments and dissatisfactions can be really revealing to us like I think that's a helpful question to ask is okay I'm feeling this sense of disappointment what is that telling me what is that telling me about like what's important to me or what what I'd expected what expectations haven't been met or an Mm. assumption proven incorrect or whatever it is it's helpful to understand why you're feeling that way again like being the rhythms advocate here I think that those become really really helpful um because we've talked about rhythms helping us slow down and to be present and I think those help us to be conscious to what's bringing up these feelings um so even like this evening I went for a walk with my 
niece and my brother-in-law, often my sister and nephew are there as well, but tonight they weren't. And we were like just debriefing some topics as we walked. And often when we do go on those evening walks, it's a space if I need to like unpack the day. And Mm. I often, when I get home, understand what happened and why I was feeling that way a little bit more as I've been able to talk it out. And so like I got home and I thought, oh, I need to make sure I do that regularly. Like I know that they often will go for an evening walk if the weather's right and it's not too late for their kids. And I'm like, we can make that a mutual rhythm or tradition that we do that because that's going to help me be moving. It's going to help me unpacking the day. It's going to help my relationship with them keep growing and moving forward. There's so many good things that are going to come from that rhythm, including that I understand, oh, that's why I felt like that. That's why I felt disappointed about how the day went at work or dissatisfied with how the meal I cooked tonight turned out or whatever it was. Yeah. Everyone's had that like car ride home conversation, eh? Yes. the debrief at over a meal or can you believe that happened yes. moment where you have to just debrief it with someone or talk about what just happened there? Oh my goodness. <laughs> yes. um, and I guess what we're saying is that that can be really purposeful. Identifying what made you think or feel or act in a certain way or react in a certain way True. can be a really healthy thing. And I think that's what happened with me is that I don't think I'm like, if I cast my vote for a party, which like 80%, 90% represents what I believe and feel and think about the the future and direction of the country, that's not actually the end of the world. You know, that I didn't get everything that I wanted and who gets everything they want yeah. from a government? No one, really. Mm-hmm. Maybe like the top 0.1% who can buy all their politicians. But other than that, no one really gets what they want, but that's okay. It's The, the greater thing is... I recognized that there was something about this situation that was not aligning with my internal compass and navigation expectation. Like whatever it was, maybe it's around the the sadness of, oh, we can't actually talk about things in a civil way anymore. Mm -hmm. Or that politics has become such a loaded thing and it's so confrontational and team sport-like. But the important thing was that that discomfort caused me to pull the thread out and examine why. And now I'm, in a sense, doing the debrief with you. (laughs) Yeah. Like trying to figure out, actually, what is it about this disappointment, this discomfort that is worth a 45-minute conversation with you? Mm -hmm. And I I think everyone can have that in some capacity. And... I guess what we're saying is that a rhythm of maybe making that something that we intentionally do is something that can add value to our everyday and it can get us where we want to go, where we need to go. I mean, that's what this podcast is, right? Is it's like this new fun rhythm for us, but actually mm-hmm. we're like talking about the things that we're thinking and doing and feeling in our lives every fortnight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I said, I have no clue what I'm doing. Yeah. Or what I'm thinking or what I'm feeling. So you you whenever it's Chris's reflection turn, you're probably just getting his like, what the heck is going on? Like I need to like debrief my mind with everyone. So there you go. Welcome to my brain. It's a great, interesting place to be, Chris. Uh, <laughs> should do episode my brain is my own worst enemy. <laughs> So, Hannah, we've talked about all things disappointing and discomforting. What are you going to do in this next 
two weeks or one week or this next season when you encounter a disappointing situation and turn it around, find something good? Well, if it's okay, I just want to talk about something that's just I've newly brought into my life, a new mm-hmm. rhythm, which has stemmed from a disappointment. So my sisters and I, we have a little bit of a dream for like a little side hustle and we've had it for like probably a couple of years, but it just sort of hasn't gone anywhere recently. And so I was feeling a bit disappointed about that. You know, when you've got a little dream and it feels a bit dead, you kind of want something that's just mm-hmm. going to make it feel alive. And so we just started a new rhythm. So the dream is like some sort of like bakery business. We've had a few different ideas of iterations. And so we've just started, we've done it for, I think, three weeks now, this new rhythm where we create a baked good, a box of baked goods, and we send it to work um, with my dad every Friday um, with a little feedback form. And so this is, he's in a small team And we don't know them, but we're getting to know them now because they test out our baked goods every week Mm. and write comments. Um, And so it's this really fun life-giving rhythm, which is helping us to actually improve our recipes. Like, oh my goodness, it was so embarrassing last week. I had to send what (laughs) I knew were dry coffee cupcakes because I'd forgotten they were in the oven. But we sent them off anyway. And now we know that they give us honest feedback. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because they gave us lovely, kind, honest feedback about the cupcakes. Yeah. Um, but what I mostly love is that it's keeping this dream alive a little bit now. Yeah. You know, I'm not yeah. really much closer to seeing this dream become reality. But every week, as we keep leaning into that rhythm, we maybe take like this teeny weeny little bit step closer. Mm. So, yeah, that's something that I've just started doing. How about you, Chris? I can, I'm hearing a lot of disappointment at the moment. Could be something big or it could be something small. But how could a rhythm support you to flip that around and be something good or something growing? I uncharacteristically so I'm feeling very positive about my fitness journey at the moment. Like I think two or two or three years ago, if I had tried to go out for a run, I would have come back feeling very defeated and very disappointed, mm-hmm. which is way out of character for me. <laughs> womp womp. <laughs> um, no, I I tend to be very, I have become more pessimistic, I think. So this has been very helpful for me because I want to start training my brain when I feel disappointed or discouraged or let down by a situation, i.e. a disappointment or something that makes me uncomfortable or, or whatever, that I have the ability, and it's a learned rhythm, a, a trained rhythm, I have the ability to find something good out of that situation. Mm. And I know that sounds really basic and like a, a bit of a cop-out. It's not very specific, but there's thousands of moments in the day where you can choose to react in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And... I think when you become a pessimistic person or an optimistic person is when you choose a certain way more often. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's warranted and sometimes it's not. And I think a rhythm for me going forward, something that I wanted to train myself to do is to be someone who tries to find more good out of things. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, that's easier said than done because I'm fighting 
a few years of programming. <laughs> yeah. Well, what it reminds me of um, in our last episode, we talked about like a practice. I think I said this was mine. Obviously, I haven't done it yet. Um, is a practice of identifying things of beauty every day. Mm. Um, and I think for me, that could look like journaling. So I guess if you have a practice that goes with it, then it makes it potentially more doable. Um, so I think it's really good. Yeah, the running's good because I am leaning into this idea of being able to like burn it out a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm feeling really disappointed or discouraged about something, there's a physical way for me to actually like sweat that out. Yeah. And I think why some people really gravitate to exercise because it actually biologically releases endorphins into your brain. Like after you exercise, it makes you feel better. So if you're out there and you're like me, you're looking for a way to be, to release something in a healthy way, like do some, some, get moving, you know, go for a walk like Hannah or, you know, attempt to run like Chris. So that's what I'm going to focus on. I'm going to try and be more positive. Again, easier said than done. It's been a tough season in terms of time and like just so much stuff going on, but I, I'm, I'm going to lean into that. Yeah. I like it. Awesome. Yeah. All right, so we are going to say goodbye, but just before we do, just a reminder that we really do want to hear from you, and um, by now we've had a couple of episodes that have been a little bit different from our regular format, um, including most recently the Q&A episode, and we just want to hear from you, did you like the episode Q&A um, and the Rhythm Saving Our Lives Right Now episodes? Would you like to see more of those? Yeah, we just always want to hear from you so that we can keep planning for episodes that are going to be helpful to you. So you can DM us or email us the info will be at the end of the episode head on over to our spotify page um scroll down a little bit if, if you're on mobile and you'll see the q a feature we'll put a question there after every episode and this one we want to hear what's been something that you've been disappointed by you can be as vague or as specific as you'd like and how can you turn that around how can you find something positive out of that how can you grow out of that we really do want to hear from you. It just really energizes us when we know that you are getting something from these episodes. Hmm. So yeah, engage with us on, on the Spotify Q&A and the poll. DM us on Instagram. Just let us know what you think. And I was going to say, and if you don't, just know we'll be a bit disappointed. But you know, we'll come out of it stronger, better, faster, Growing. better, happier, more productive. <laughs> yeah, Love help it. make our podcast great again. Oh no, oh no. How's that for political? <laughs> <laughs> Do you like that? All right. All right, everyone. See you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Rhythms Podcast. For show notes, episode transcripts, and more, remember it's rhythms.com. That's itsrhythms.com. And if you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. It really helps us out. Plus, we want to hear from you. If there's a rhythm in your life you want us to talk about or a question you'd like to ask us about this episode or any others, please do get in touch. You can email us at therhythmspodcast at gmail.com. You can DM us on Instagram at itsrhythmspodcast. Or if you're listening on Spotify, make sure you use the Q&A feature. See you next time on The Rhythms Podcast.